Oh, is that my cue? Yeah. Hello. I, You know, because we're two people sitting in a basement, <laughs> so I'm saying hi to you. I thought you were saying hi to them. No. Hi. Uh, welcome back to uh, This Is Marriage Podcast. I'm Porter. I'm Ashley. And we the, are married? Yes, we are. <laughs> and uh, this podcast, for you new folk out there, is a real life podcast about all things marriage and life and kids, kids and all the shit that... Uh, you're all thinking, but you're too embarrassed to talk about. At least in polite company. Yeah, if you're civilized folk, <laughs> which, which we're, we're not. not. Oh, no. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Okay. Uh, how's it how's it going? It's good. We uh we have a we we've had a big day today. It was our baby's very first birthday, so he turned one today, and it's kind of freaking us out a little bit. Yeah, I I didn't cry at all today. You did not, not yet, at least. No. I mean, the day's not over. I, like, almost got teary-eyed when I was, like, writing my post about him. It was a beautiful post you made. Thanks. But it wasn't, like, I don't know. It wasn't, I think I was almost, like, forced, trying to force the tears because right. I knew, like, oh, moms cry at these things. Which, I mean, it's, like, a, it's a big day, but I feel like we've been... Leading up to this moment. For a year. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> it's been about a year's worth of buildup. Yeah. But I mean, like the last week and a half, we've we stopped yeah. eating things, Podcat. We've been planning his birthday party. Well, and, you've been planning his birthday party. Yeah. I'm trying to include you, so just take it. <laughs> just accept the we. Okay, we. And uh, maybe that's why it's not feeling super real, because we didn't do like a cake or anything today. We just... Hung out. Oh, we went to the dentist for his first time. Yeah, poor guy had to go to the dentist on his birthday. (laughs) But yeah, he did awesome. Like a little champ. Yeah, he rocked it. Yeah, so uh, I might cry on Saturday, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, Maybe when he like goes to his first day of school. I I imagine that's a big one. Oh God, I'm in a ball. Um, So we apologize. We should have done this on Monday night and then Tuesday night and now it's Wednesday night. So but better late than never, right? Yeah. Sorry to the. It just means it's better. To the lifelong hey. listeners. Yeah, yeah. For all you, you lifers out there, we should have a, a name for our life is or our, uh, this is marriage community, like the Murderinos. Like, yeah. I don't Which know I don't I even do. like that name. I think it's stupid. And I would like to go back. <laughs> if in you're time. a Murderino out there, I apologize on you're, behalf of my wife. Your mic is too loud. When you talk like that, it's gonna make me deaf. <sighs> Uh, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just a stupid title. Okay. Murderino? Yeah. What is a Reno? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I didn't invent it. Don't come at me. I'm not. I'm just having an open, I'm um, opening the question to you. Well, like, you have like a Filipino. <laughs> okay. Dumbass Thanks, cat. cat. Um, at least on their podcast, their cat's like meow all cute. Our yeah. cat just like shoves his head violently into the microphone. Um, I'm sure there's other Enos out there other than Filipino, but Maybe. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank, but that's what it would be like. Filipino, like okay. Italiano. I mean, it's not a, the same thing, but Utah murder on. So anyway. this is marriage on. That's horrible. This is, you need to stop. <laughs> um, yeah, we should come up with a name for our followers, but. At this point, I don't have anything. Podcast is sitting directly on my notes. He just loves to be a giant dick. Do you have the monitor? Yeah. Is uh, it on? No, I left it upstairs. Okay, guys, we're going to take a short, <laughs> <laughs> a very, very short break while Ash goes to get the monitor and we find out whether or not our baby is awake. Hold on. Okay, and we are back. Thanks for that uh, short hold. We had to run upstairs and get the monitor. Is the baby okay? He's asleep. Good. He's asleep. Yep. Um, so as we kind of get started with our topic tonight, I, I kind of just want to like... Get off. Ask for your uh, patience, I guess. If we start to get loopy or things start to get weird, it's because our basement, which is our doubles as our podcast studio slash where we store the dogs slash... Where we store the <laughs> dogs. <laughs> just general you know, storage in general. Just smells like fart. It yeah. is just awful. I'm sure the methane gas build up in this in this tiny room 
if one of us doesn't die by the end of this podcast, I'll probably be disappointed. Okay. I mean, not disappointed, but surprised, I guess, might be a better term, because it just... Yes, that would be a better term. Because <laughs> it is just... I think it was that kettle soup. That does not... All right. I We need to do a live episode, because I would love some live feedback. <laughs> Porter claims that he can eat something, and like two seconds later, it's traveled through his body, and he can like poop or fart it out. And I think he's full of shit, literally, because I don't think it's turned into shit yet or fart or anything. (laughs) Do you know how long the digestive tract is? The what? (laughs) Say that again. Intestines. That's what I was thinking. How long the intestines is? Are. How long the intestines are. They're really long. Right. I'm aware. I'm not arguing that fact. I'm just saying. I just found it odd that we both ate the exact same thing for dinner. You're farty no matter what you eat. It's so. not just me, sweetheart. Don't <laughs> don't feel like you're... I'm a lady, all right? Yeah. Whatever. A stinky lady. Anyway. Why don't you... Uh, yeah, so Porter thinks we're all going to die, and he's going to be sad if we don't. <laughs> um, why don't you uh, let the fellow listeners know how your big-time project's going? Oh, my God. We're going to talk about my deck. Oh, you're going to talk about his dick? My big old dick. His big brown dick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, it is more than I anticipated it would be. It has tried me and pushed me to, like, levels of frustration I haven't experienced in years and anger that I just, is, is foreign to me. It's one of those things where, I think by the end I'll be glad to have it and we'll use it and appreciate it. But it also may take me some time and luckily it'll, we'll we'll have finished it right as winter kind of sets on us so I won't be able to use it in the winter anyway. So hopefully by spring when we would start using it again I'll have forgiven it for all the stress that it has caused me and I'll be able to use it because right now I just want to burn the goddamn thing down and like just tear it apart and just forget the whole thing ever happened. So that's how it's going. Well, I think uh, if it's any consolation that it's coming along beautifully. You like it so far? Yeah, I love it. Should we post a picture of it to the Instagram? Sure. Does anyone follow that Instagram anymore? No. Yeah. Um, I guess we could put it on the Facebook. So it's going, honestly, it's going, it's going well. I... I've had a couple of rough days this week where my I'm pushing myself to have it done by Wild's birthday party on Saturday. And so I've just kind of created the stress for myself and it's turned into instead of like a side project or, you know, a hobby or whatever else, it's turned into like a full time job and it's completely like monopolized my time and my my mind. It's just become like this all consuming. I, I compared it to uh the White Well and Moby Dick. That it's just driving me little by little insane was as I become more obsessed with this project. So anyway, we're a little we're close to halfway done. I'm hoping between Thursday and Friday to have it done. Shit, who knows? I may even be working on it Saturday morning before the party. Well, but yeah. We've got until like two, I yeah, think. Yeah, so I've got a couple hours on starts. Saturday for for final touch ups. But uh yeah, it's you know, I've I've enjoyed the work but it's it's definitely last couple of days have just if it wasn't so expensive I would have just burned the goddamn thing down. But that's another another story. Well, I think you're doing a great job. Thanks, boo. I appreciate you building a big brown dick in our backyard. <laughs> I know you'd love it. <laughs> um, so to kick off our topic, we uh, we wanted to tell you guys a little about a fight we had. Last night? Yeah. Would you call it a fight? Was it a full-blown fight? Or was I it wouldn't just call it a full-blown fight. Argument, a disagreement, an annoyance? It was definitely a disagreement. So I don't want to provide too much background because that's just like the worst. And so I think there's a limited amount of context that you actually need. But long... Unless I'm telling a story. In which case, just buckle <laughs> up and down. get yourself a coffee or <laughs> something. 
use the bathroom and just prepare yourself. Um, the long and the short of it is that I had fell, I had misinterpreted something that Ash said, and that caused me to respond or to tell her something that was then, I guess, inaccurate from her perception. Am I just, am I, I think I'm mudding this up. So what, you have to provide some background, okay, so otherwise it's just too here's, here's the background of how this whole thing started. I had a shit day yesterday. Like, it was an awful day yesterday. Um, I was frustrated with the deck. I was pissed off, I, and I was venting to Ash via text over my frustrations with this project. She then says, okay, well, I will go and get the boy. I'll go pick up Wild from daycare so you don't have to. Now, I interpret that as you've had a bad day. I'm going to do this nice thing for you, not I'm assuming that you're going to be working late and not going to have time to go get him, which is how she meant it. It was both. It it was, I know you've had a shit day. I'm not going to make you stop work so that you can go get him. Right. So I didn't want to add like, and didn't want to fuel your fire. But you with didn't the say. But well, I guess my point is, you didn't ask. Like, when do you think you're going to be done, or are you going to be able to have time to go get the baby? You just said, "Hey, I'll just go get him." So time. When I said yes, thank you for doing that. Time wasn't even on my mind. Like it wasn't even a consideration as far as that. And then we ended up finishing. Um. My daughter didn't have swimming, and so she was just sitting at the house available. And so I texted Ash and said, hey, we're done early. I'm going to go get Ellie. And she's like, well, fuck. Like, if you had, if I had known you were going to be done at 4 o'clock or 4.30 or whenever it was, I would have just left work and gone to straight to the gym, and you could have picked up boy then. But instead, I stayed at work for an extra hour. Then I missed my gym time, and now I'm going to pick up the boy while you're going to pick up Ellie. Yeah. Well, I didn't stay at work long. I had I couldn't have left until I did regardless. So But you would have gone to the gym. Yeah. But that's and the thing. I can't do when I go to work as late as I did, I can't leave early enough to go to the gym before I have to pick him up. Right. So it's if I have to pick him up then I don't go to the gym. Right. And so I went and picked up Ellie. I got home from picking up Ellie. And Ash was in a shit mood. She was just being quiet and kind of being mean and being distant. And and so I kind of snapped at her and I was like, you know what? Like, I've had a really bad day too. And, but she's like, and then she said something like, well, yeah, but you've been venting about it all day. Like, you've been telling me about it all day. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I'm not trying to take it out on you right now. Like, I'm trying to be in a good mood. I'm trying to be happy. Like, we've got, we're going to have dinner. I'm just trying to make the best of a bad situation. But she was still pissed off about this whole, I didn't get to go to the gym and you still had time to go pick up Ellie. You should have told me that you had time. Cause then, you know, anyway, the point is we were not communicating correctly and I didn't ask questions. Ash didn't ask questions. And so we both were kind of just, going through with these assumptions that we both kind of just had and it turned into a spat, not a fight, but it was enough that we were, you know, after a shitty day, it was enough that it, it triggered some feelings and some, we caught some feelings, caught some emotions and some, some angry words. Would you get off this paper Fenway every time? So, Today, what we wanted to kind of talk about, if you were able to stick with me through that story, <laughs> what we want to talk about is, is communication. And I want to like preface this with saying everything that we are going to talk about with communication, we have observed either from our friends. So don't take it personally if you're listening to this and you're like, that sounds like my story. <laughs> we're not going to use names, but you know who you are. <laughs> and then the other thing is, we learn a lot about relationships through watching fucking reality TV, especially Married at First Sight. And so we're taking a lot of our life lessons from that TV show. So, And then we're passing those life lessons on to you. Yeah, who have better things to do with your time than watch reality TV. 
so ash what's the uh what was the first one that we came up with like the first kind of common or or you know frequent communication problem that we see a lot of couples having um i think you've had more experience with your friends than i have with this but um the whole empathy versus like being defensive about a situation yeah so some background on that and it's not just with my friends but it's with you and i because this is something that you and i have struggled with well, I know, Before, but too. the idea has come from... Right, it's evoked from other situations. As of late, it's been from other people we know and the the stupid reality show. <laughs> yeah, we see this a lot in reality TV. So, so here's an example of what I mean. Let's imagine that Ash and I are having a fight or we're having a conversation and I, I bring up an issue or a grievance that I have and I'll be like, Ash, it really hurts my feelings when you do blank. And I would like you to stop, or I'd like I need you to know that that it bothers me or that it hurts my feelings. At this point, you have two choices, right? You could be like, take the high road and be like, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know that that bothered you. I didn't know that hurt your feelings. Thank you for making me aware of it. I will do better to, I'll work on that in the future. Or you have what we often see as the opposite response which is more along the lines of like fuck you i don't do that or like or you do it it, yeah or oh yeah well maybe i do that but then you and then you throw it back at the other person's face yeah and then you get defensive which causes you know the the person who who made the initial criticism to be much more defensive um and i think guarded in the future right yeah. So that's that's been a big deal. And that's been something that's been hard for us to get through because we both, I think, have a tendency to do that is instead of acknowledging the issue and validating the person's response, we're very, very quick to get defensive and be like, well, you do this instead or you do this worse than I do. And then what that does is that makes the other person less likely to be willing to be vulnerable in the future and so then those issues are never going to be hashed out because it's just like, I don't want to bring this up because every time that I do, they throw it back in my face and it just makes shit worse. Or we have a big old blowout fight over it. And so I'd just rather not surface any of these issues and just let it go or just try and bury it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's normal in most relationships because no one wants to hear that they're doing something that is bad or wrong or that something there something that the other person doesn't like and so it's like feel like human nature to be defensive and instead of just embracing that criticism i feel like i mean i know i do especially i want to kind of even the playing field and be like i'm not the only one who's vulnerable here. Yeah. I need to make, I need to push it off on you. So I'm not feeling yeah, like I'm pushed in a corner and I can't get out. Ash does the whole, like I'm rubber, you're glue thing. And so when you're like, Ash, you do this and it hurts my feelings. It's like immediately like hits her, bounces off. And then she throws it like back at you. And you're like, <laughs> well, yeah, but you have a small penis. And it's like, what? I have never said that. No, I know. I just, that was like the first like personal <laughs> like like awful like personal attack I could come yes, up with. Yes, we know I'm the queen of personal attacks. <laughs> but Ash, is there what would you say like to kind of put you on the spot? Like how would you recommend like if someone came to you and they're like, Oh my god, my spouse or my partner or my whatever does this thing, what would you tell them to do? I don't even know how I'd fix that. Like, what recommendation? I don't really know what you're asking. Like, let's say, hypothetically speaking, not real life, but let's say Kyle comes to you and she says, oh my God, Ash, every time I have a fight with Dustin, I tell him that I dislike this thing that he does. He makes me feel shitty about bringing it up or he throws it in my face or he doesn't acknowledge me about it for it. Like, what would you tell Kyle? 
I don't know. That sucks. <laughs> sucks to be you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a tried and true thing that's worked. Yeah. Do you have advice? No, I don't. I mean, I think for me personally, like when I'm in that situation of like I'm the one being criticized, I try and just, I think it's very, very difficult, but just like take that like space of like count to 10, that cliche bullshit, you know, count to 10 and try and empathize and try and put yourself in that other person's shoes and see it from their perspective instead of being that knee jerk reaction of getting defensive, you know, just kind of like stop, let them have their say and then be like, okay. But that's like, that's not advice for her. That would be advice for Dustin. Yeah. So if like one person in the relationship is not willing to like, I, I guess take it, that advice or to listen to the thing that's upsetting the partner. Like, I don't know how you would advise. I think what what you have to do is that. And I don't know how you even have this conversation because I, as you know, I avoid confrontation at all costs. But like, I think it would have to be like one of those things that like, look, I have some things that I need to, to address with you. I'm hesitant to do that, however, because in the past, when I have come to you with a grievance, this has been your reaction. And my interpretation of that reaction, and you don't want to necessarily say, like, you did this or you said this, but, like, how I interpreted that was this, and it made me feel this way, and that has caused me to be hesitant to bring to you additional things. And so... I feel like I've seen this on like probably Doctor Phil. Not not that bad because I don't watch Doctor Phil, but like on <laughs> Married at First Sight yeah, or something. I'm sure one of them. But they, where it's like, like what you were saying, where you did this. This is how it made me feel, and this is how I interpreted yeah. it. Was that how you meant it yeah. to be? And, and then know. usually that will. St- put that other person like at ease and kind of calm down their defensive right. side to where they can be like, Oh no, I, right. I didn't mean it like that. I'm, I meant it like this because you do this. And so it made me blah, 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 right. blah. I, I think I've listened to some podcasts where they kind of talk about that. Like this is, you give them that, that choice of this is how I interpreted this. Am I correct? Or am I, did I, am I wrong on yeah. my side? Yeah. And then it gives that person that take kind of forces them to take ownership of that and be like, okay, no, you interpret that exactly as how I meant it. Yeah. Or no, no, no. You're like, you're way off. This has nothing to do with anything. And then if they're like, yeah, that's exactly how I intended it to be. Then it, you're, I guess, more justified to be like, then you can be like, well, fuck yeah. you. Well, you're an asshole and I need you to stop doing this thing. Um, But I think that you have to have that conversation. If you're, in this case, Kyle, in our hypothetical situation, I think you can't just bury that shit and let it go because I think it will. Well, I know it will. It'll it'll become toxic and it will erode erode your relationship, you know. And it it becomes kind of this hostility that you bear against this person, and they've never had the chance to, you know, you you if you stop giving them the chance to fix it you can't use that as ammo against them in the future. And so if they're unwilling to receive that feedback, then you have to have a conversation about that before you can continue delivering feedback. Yeah. You make a very valid point. Thanks. Um, All right. So another thing we've been observing via (laughs) reality TV and other couples that we know well, the, another one that's been so good for us lately is your stupid Ashley and oh Ashley and Evan Evan because they fight blame, and they do shit and I blame Kyle for that. I think like I, I should just it... like take notes and be like, oh, this is <laughs> you know this is good good couples therapy. I saw a preview for that when it first came out. I'm like, that looks like the dumbest shit ever. And then she texts me one day, I'm watching Ashley and Evan. And then you realize, and that... it's kind of good and. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. Now that means that I have to watch it and I'm probably going to like it. And now here I am. I'm like, oh, another new episode's on. <laughs> Get the popcorn. Yeah. If you guys like watch, 
TLC, reality TV shows, like for your marriage and couples therapy. Because there's none of a these lot shows of, are on TLC. None of them are. Get with the fucking times. What Ashley it? and Evan is on MTV. Okay. Teen Mom is on MTV, which you probably shouldn't be taking any advice from Teen Mom, except for don't (laughs) get pregnant. (laughs) Um, How not to have a relationship. Yeah. But then Burn It For Sight and the, oh, the other one we watched is the Seven Year Switch, and those are both on Lifetime. Yeah. Seven Year Switch is gnarly, too. Yeah. That was was an intense one. But what I was getting at is another, like, common thing we've seen between all these stupid shows and then like people that we know personally is uh, kind of along the same lines as that, but where one person will need uh, like, uh, what am I trying to say? Emotional validation or uh, how much support? No, like where one person is like, oh, I show my love by oh, doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the other person's like, oh, well, I need you to tell yeah, me. Yeah, you're right. That was on, um, <laughs> that was last night on Married at First Sight. Yeah. She's like, I just feel like you don't love me or that you don't have feelings for me or whatever else. And he's like, despite all these million things that I do for you, like you don't. Yeah, I do. See? I go out of my way to do all these things for you. And then she's still like, well, that's not how I need to be loved. Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't know what to do then because this is who I am. I'm loving you, you know, and I'm trying to show you my love and my affection in my way. Mm-hmm. But then it's also like not what she needs. And so you got to kind of meet in the middle there, right? Yeah. Well, and another couple on there, it was reversed where... The guy was, uh, like, more communicative. Yeah, with his emotions than she was. Like he had said, he loved her. She's and, like, That's nice. Yeah, and she just is kind of closed off. And I think she was even weird about like showing emotion. Yeah. I mean, not. I don't think so now, but I think like at the beginning, she was like, "Oh, I don't even like hug or anything yeah. like that." And so he was feeling like. Oh, I'm like putting myself out there and you It's not reciprocated. Yeah, you're not doing anything back and and so it, they meet with their therapist regularly as part of this like experiment and the therapist said, "Okay, well, you guys obviously don't like communicate the same way, communicate your affection in the same way. So what do we need to do to like Kind of, yeah, get on like a middle ground. She's yeah. like, well, I'm not good at vocalizing my emotions. I'm better at writing it. And she's like, okay, write him a letter, like telling him right. how you feel. Because she's sitting there one-on-one with the therapist like, oh, no, I, I have all these feelings for him and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And she's like, okay, well, you need to figure out a way to tell him that. And so she had to write him, or not had to, but she... she wrote him like a a letter or something that said how much she appreciated him right. and blah 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 and so I still don't think she ever said love though. Oh no, I don't think she she has or has any intention to. But I think that that's really hard and it seems actually quite Oh shit, sorry. The fuck? <laughs> it seems actually quite common that like these couples get together where one of them is very verbal and vocal about it and is constantly like dropping compliments like I love you, you look great today. Thanks for doing this thing for me. I love the way you do this, blah, 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 blah. Whereas the other person, you know, on the especially on these like shows that we've been watching, the other person is much more, I'm going to manifest my feelings for you through actions. You know, I, I don't really tell you, but I'm going to buy you nice things, or I'm going to take you on trips, or I'm going to clean the house for you. I'm going to make you lunch. I'm going to surprise you, dinner, you dinner. with these romantic nights. These or, gestures. They're yeah. more about gestures. And so they don't articulate you know they don't verbalize how they feel but there's still that demonstration um how do you ash how do you feel like you need to be loved like i don't think we've ever even talked about this like for you are you a a verbal or are you more of a gesture oh i want to kiss you all over you want me to sing to you (laughs) no (laughs) uh i definitely 
a both kind of person. <laughs> you're needy. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I feel like actions speak louder than words, but I also, where I'm like, um, my self-esteem can be in the shitter sometimes. I, I also like that validation, right. like that verbalization, and I don't know, just makes you feel good. Yeah, to like hear compliments and to hear like, oh, I love you, or I appreciate you, or blah blah blah. But so, then it's like I also like getting like the gestures and like, you like me buying shit for you and the. But I, so not and, even as much buying shit, but like like coming home from work or whatever and like oh you cleaned the kitchen or you did the laundry like that means a lot to me so what if you had one or the other like if i was like i love you you look great you're beautiful and giving you all these compliments but then as far as like because i'm not a much of a romantic guy like i don't do surprise getaways like surprise vacations i don't do like surprise like tickets to to shows I have periodically done like flowers for no reason, just showing up home with flowers, but not for a while. So I'm not much of a gesture guy. Like it's not that like I'm not thinking about you or that, you know, whatever. I just, those things don't come to mind. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas I know other people that do these cool over the top, beautiful gestures, you know, very, very kind, very, very thoughtful, a lot of planning, a lot of, you know, real you know a lot of sacrifice and i'm always like holy shit man you're making me look bad because i don't do any of those things but i feel like i am much more verbal than a lot of guys are yeah in complimenting you and telling you i love you and telling you how great you are and how much you mean to me so do you ever feel like for your needs are not being met by kind of having it be so like heavily like one-sided with it's not that i don't it's not like I look at other relationships and be like, oh, man, my relationship sucks because Porter never does any of that for me. The thing that's hard is, see, I don't feel like you're not into gestures because, like, you will do things. They don't have to be, like, big, over-the-top romantic gestures, but you do little things that mean a lot to me, like leave me notes or whatever, like, silly little things. And... Where it's hard, I guess, is I I feel like I'm gesture heavy. Right. And it's not reciprocated. Yeah. And so that yeah. can be hard where, like, to for me, doing something, like, say I, I go out to lunch with, like, a girlfriend or something, my thought 100% of the time is oh I should bring home Porter something right and so whereas for me that's not yeah on my radar like and so like not that I expect you to but it's hard for me to be like well why didn't you think that yeah it's well and you're really good like for most like birthdays and anniversaries and stuff you make me like very very thoughtful gifts you know you put a lot of thought into it or you you know you make something for me where I'm like I'll just spend money and I'll just buy you something yeah you know or take you shopping or whatever i very rarely like surprise you with with gifts or with things that i bought um but i think that on the other hand like i feel like you aren't as communicative like i think if i'm down or if i'm feeling shitty about myself or whatever else then you're supportive and you're like reassuring mm -hmm. but not necessarily like proactive does what that make mean? sense proactive like how like offering compliments and stuff. Like if I'm like, oh, I look shitty in these jeans. You're like, no, dude, you look great. Or if I'm like, oh, I'm not good at anything. Like you're good at all these things, you know. So you're like, you're like reassuring. But like if I'm just getting, well, I mean, it happens sometimes. Like if I'm just getting dressed for the day, or I'm getting dressed up, it's not like you 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 aren't going to be as quick to stop and just be like, holy cow, you look great today. Like think I'm, you know, just want to let you know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so I, I don't never... Think you're I, as, like, compliment-heavy as I am, but it, that's one of the things I would like to work on for myself 
is I need to be more gesture heavy to to meet you halfway because I yeah. don't think that I am I'm nearly as thoughtful as you are when it comes to doing things for you. Yeah, and I'm um I guess I I'd never like really realized that I was like so far on that spectrum until you'd like pointed it out and yeah. I'm like, "Oh, yeah." And it's I guess it just doesn't come as naturally to just like yeah, you're, well, you're a come, server. Like it doesn't come natural to say what's on my mind at any given time, yeah. regardless of like who I'm with or right. whatever. And so, I yeah, just, you're like one of the most selfless people I know. Like you wait on me, like you cook meals, you do. I mean, you don't do laundry, but that's neither here nor there. But <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You do a lot of acts of service, much more so than I do, to show your affection. Whereas I'm, you know, like more overly complimentary, I think. Yeah. And I'm not saying... I don't don't think I ever thought of you having a need one way or the other until just literally like right this second. Yeah. See, this podcast just makes us learn about each other every week. Yeah. Um, What I was going to say is I I don't want this to come off as like negative because I don't mean it that way. It's just like something that I'm kind of realizing right now, like... I love the compliments and I don't want you to like change that, but it's like, and that this might be where other couples who are very like opposite ends of the spectrum might like have hangups is you can he you can hear like someone say like, Oh, you look good over and over and over again. Right. And then it just becomes like background noise yeah. where it just like, yeah, you, you stop. Yep, cool. Yeah. It get loses it. It's effect on you. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's, that can be where couples struggle, like, oh, but I tell you, you look good, or I tell you I love you or whatever. Right. It's like, yeah, but if you tell me you love me, but then you never, like, show any, show any, like, truth to that, like, you never, your actions don't, like, follow, follow up with, with your words, then I feel like that can be... It just loses its meaning, right. and then, yeah. Seeing like from my perspective, like I feel like I, in my mind at least, because it's easy to see, easy to to be doing those gestures, especially if it's intentional. Like if it's a deliberate thing, then you're aware of it and you're conscious of of it, and you kind of expect like reciprocation, right? Like. I mm-hmm. paid money for this. I have a tangible thing that I've given you. Yeah. Or I have a tangible thing, you know. It, it's much more, I guess, apparent. Whereas, like, verbal stuff, it's like a compliment can be like, oh, yeah, thanks. Like you said, like, you hear it enough, it just kind of comes in one or another. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to see, like, the compliment doesn't require nearly the effort or the resources or the sacrifice that a gesture does. Yeah. You're not doing anything. Well, and You're you can just be telling me things. You can be disingenuous with, with compliments right. or. Oh, and you can be disingenuous with gestures too. I can buy yeah. you flowers and be cheating on you, and yeah, you know. I know that, but it takes more effort, right. than to just be like, "Oh, you look good," or "But you're I think, pretty," or like for whatever. me, like I don't do kind of the big over the top romantic things, but I like I'll vacuum or I'll like you said, like I do chores around the house or I'll do things while you're gone, and. To me, like me doing them in favor or instead of you doing them or instead of you doing them like with me is like a gesture of like love, right? Like it's like yeah. I'm not just vacuum. I mean, part of it is I vacuum because I need to have the like, I enjoy <laughs> and I need to have clean carpet. But part of it is like I want to have a, the clean house for you. And I think sometimes those gestures, and this probably extends to a large a larger audience at whole. Sometimes those gestures are just seen as like, we both live in the house. Mm-hmm. You're doing chores because that's just, you're doing chores. Like, yeah. you didn't unload the dishwasher because you loved me. You unload the dishwasher because it was it was done running and needed to be unloaded. Yeah. And so I think sometimes those things are overlooked. Whereas if it's like, well, why didn't you unload the dishwasher? Yeah. Then it becomes, you know what I mean? Like sometimes with those chores it can be like taken for granted because it might be coming from the other person. Like I'm trying to show you how much I love you. Whereas the other person might perceive it as 
You're just, you're just doing, doing shit your you should diligence. be doing. Like you should, you're doing, yeah. the, you should, you're you're expecting to get praise for shit you should be doing anyway. I think that was a Chris Rock skit. Yeah, but that's way before your time. Fuck off! I know who Chris <laughs> Rock is. No, I'm not saying you don't know Chris Rock. I'm just saying you probably don't know the bit. He was on Grown Ups. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um. Yeah. No, and I can I can see that I. Because I and I'm sure. And correct me if I'm wrong. You don't clean every single time, like to for me. No. And so, and I, whenever you clean, my immediate thought <laughs> is he's doing this because he's pissed off that I didn't do it. <laughs> he's doing this because I haven't done it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is that, and there is that because I want it just needs to be done. And then there, are, you know, I I think that there are moments where I genuinely do want to do it. And so maybe on my part, if I'm doing it for you, it should be accompanied by like a note or something so that you can identify that action with yeah. a specific intention. Leave you a note, be like, I'm cleaning because you fucking won't, so... <laughs> I'm cleaning because I married the biggest slob in the world. <laughs> You're not the biggest slob in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give yourself so much credit. So you feel like then, kind of to wrap this point up, that you need more from me gesture-wise. You need to see things from me. I mean, I didn't... kind of that extra thought in order for you to feel loved. It wasn't like an issue going into this. <laughs> I now didn't... it is. Well, no. I mean, it's... I don't think of it as an issue, but it's like, I feel like we both kind of had, maybe it's just me, like this realization like, oh, hearing you talk about it makes me realize that I could do better, that I should be doing better. And so it's not like I, I'm sitting here like, my marriage is shit because Porter doesn't do anything for me. All he ever does is compliment me. So in that regard, no. But, I mean, I appreciate gestures, and they make me feel special and shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind. Um, Do you need me to be more communicative? No, I think you're you're supportive. I think that you do everything. Do I need to be more complimentary? I don't think I've ever felt unappreciated or whatever. I mean, sometimes when I do chores and I do things. I feel like it's just that it is kind of taken for granted. Is like you're not doing these. You're just doing it because you live here and it's just your responsibility. And we've kind of talked about that before. Like I'm not the maid. And yeah. yet I sometimes I feel that way, but sometimes I don't. So maybe I just need to be more vocal with you. And instead of just taking on the chores and doing them all by myself, I just need to be like, Ash, I need help with this thing. Like I can't do this by myself anymore. Oh, that just reminds me of another thing that like fueled our fight fire last night. Yeah. Was I'm leaving work and I was already pissed off because I couldn't go to the gym. And then I get a text saying, Hey, we need to cancel this appointment. And one of my (laughs) biggest pet peeves is saying, and I'm guilty of it too. Is that on your outline? I don't think that's on your outline. I don't know if we can talk about this point. I wrote the outline. I'm adding it in right here. <laughs> Shit. But oh fuck. I All hate right. I hate the we. We need to do the dishes. We need to do laundry. We need to do this. Like I take that as a passive aggressive you. Yeah. And that's what I took your text yesterday and I read that and I read it and I closed my phone and I'm like then you fucking do it. Because my first thought was, you're the one who scheduled the appointment. If you wanted me to call and cancel it, why wouldn't you have just said, will you call and cancel this? Otherwise, you can fucking do it. And then, and then you get home and she's all, did you cancel the appointment? And I'm all, well, no, I assumed you would. And then she lost her shit and flew off the handle. I was like, why would you assume, based off of your text message, that I would do that? Yeah. Like, what about, you didn't ask me to do it. You just said, this needs to happen and left it that. Why would you assume anything other than 
yeah, there's nothing left to assume. So yeah. I do need to get better at that. I don't know how to directly give you orders because I don't feel like, especially coming back to chores, I don't feel like I should have to give you orders. Like, you're not my child. Like, I don't feel like I should have to tell you, hey, will you go do this? Or, hey, I need you to do this. Like, I'm not the one in charge. But if I see a need and you don't, then it's just easy to be like, oh, this needs to happen. Or instead of me taking all the blame and saying, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this, it's just easier to say we, but I know that that's, that's wrong. But I don't know how to ever say, you need to do this, or I need you to do this, or hey, Ash, I would really appreciate it if you did this. Like, And we've talked about this plenty of times before. If you just ask me and say, can you do this for me? But why are you you're not doing it for me? It's like... We both live here. I don't feel like I'm helping you. Or then you don't with say the... for me. Just say, can you clean the cat box? Yeah. Or. And seeing, so with that example, in my mind, it's like, if I ask you to do that, can you clean the cat box? My immediate like response thought is like, why can't I clean the cat box? Like I can, I'm perfectly capable of it. I can do these things. Why should I delegate them to you if I can do them? If you saw the need and you were aware of it and just were either too busy or didn't do it on your own, then who am I to come in and say, hey, you need to do this thing? Because we both live here and you don't know the circumstances. You don't know if I saw it or if I didn't. So it might be something that I am completely oblivious to and that it's just like, oh, yeah, I'll... For sure, I don't mind doing that. So if I came to you and said, hey, Ash, I noticed that the litter box is overflowing with cat shit. No, that's not the right... You shouldn't preface it like that because that's saying... That's coming across as like passive aggressive. So if I just say, hey, Ash, I noticed the litter box needs changing. Just say, hey, will you... Can you clean the cat box today? Okay. That's all you have to say. So instead of saying noticed... Yeah. Well, that's what you just said was noticed. So I was just going with what you... What you said... Did I? Yeah. What did I say? Like, hey, I noticed this. Oh, I don't know. And that's why I was like, okay, well, if I said that to you, why wouldn't you be like, well, if you had time to notice it, why didn't you have time to change it? Hey, I noticed that Wild's like laundry basket was overflowing. Can you? Because that comes across as like a boss saying, hey, I noticed no. those TPS reports haven't been getting done. <laughs> why didn't you put the cover on the memo? Yeah. No. And that's, okay, so that's why I was reaffirming with you I don't even remember saying notice, so sorry. Yeah. Okay. So you want me to be more proactive in delegating things and asking you to do things instead of just doing them myself? Yeah. Okay. All right. Does that like extend to like sexual favors? (laughs) (laughs) Be, you know. <laughs> You're at loss. We've been together for four years and it's still so easy to make you blush. <laughs> All right, Ash, what's the next point? Um I want to talk about how communication has affected like our friends. Not even our friends, but like relationships around us, which I'm sure is like one hundred percent of them because every relationship yeah. has communication issues because No two people are the same, meaning no two people communicate the same. I think, and even if they, that's not like the cause of the, the, the breakup or whatever else, I feel like it genuinely is like in all, every single episode or every single like case of the, uh, seven year switch Mm -hmm. communication was at the heart of it. Like my needs aren't being met or. I feel I'm feeling left out or I'm feeling abandoned or I'm feeling unloved or I'm feeling whatever. And my spouse does not acknowledge it or does not understand me or does not, isn't aware of it in every single case. And and I can go back to like my, my divorce. I can go back to other people that I've known who have split up and in almost pretty much every single case, even if it's a, a you know, a matter of infidelity, I think ultimately communication um, is the crux of why that relationship failed. Yeah, I I agree. And it's one of those things that 
I don't know why it's such a big deal. Like why it's such a huge issue in every couple yeah. in the fucking world. But I it might just be because humans are stubborn and they assume that the world revolves around them. And so they assume that every person is the same as them and then they think the same and communicate the same. Yeah. And, and their needs are the same. And so like which that's I mean, one of the things I think that you struggle with is you do all these things like you're a selfless person and so you do things for people and then with I ex- an expectation I, that they are the same person, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I just assumed that that they will reciprocate. Yeah. And then when they don't, you're feeling left out or left down. You know, you're feeling like they let you down or that they failed you in some way. Or then you get your feelings hurt because you have this expectation that because of who you are, because of what you need, other people will acknowledge and and give you that that back. Yeah. And this is like, this just opened a whole other like (laughs) world because this is like even past relationships. This is like friendships. What's your relationships? Well, yeah, but I mean, like, not, not romantic. romantic. Right. But, yeah, that I've lost friendships over communication. Like, I bet if you were to, like, <laughs> I saw this meme, and it just reminded me of this. You know the Today Was a Good Day song? Yeah. So there Ice was... Cube. Yeah. There was a, a meme or a Facebook thing that's like, stop wiggling the table. Sorry. This kid is like, I did the the research and I narrowed it down to exactly what day he was talking about in that song. And it's like he takes clues from the songs and then he compares them to like real life events going on that he talks about in the song. And it's funny and fascinating at the same time. But if you were to do some crazy like problem solving shit like that. I bet you could pinpoint with like, what are those graphs called where it's like the um, shit, like the thing happens and then like the scenario and it's like, oh, well, this caused this to happen, like a reaction type thing. Yeah. I don't know. I bet if you were to, I don't even know if that's a graph. (laughs) (laughs) People listening are probably like, Like, what the fuck fuck is is she she talking talking about? about? The butterfly effect? Maybe. I don't fucking know. (laughs) I did bad in school. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I didn't pay attention. <laughs> um, I bet you could pinpoint to every single relationship, like known to man, yeah. that communication was somehow yeah. evolved. From evolved, the moment that involved, relationship ended, you yeah. could go back through different and decisions pinpoint, and things that were yeah. said. And like, <laughs> it all came back to this one argument exactly. where they did not, you know, they, they weren't honest or they swallowed their pride yeah. instead of having a confrontation. And I think we're just, as, you know, societal, you know, we're communicate. we're in communities. I think that we're not necessarily prone to confrontation, Whoa. especially in Utah. I feel like we resist it at all costs. And I think that that's a huge, huge problem in a relationship because even with a friendship, you know, I had a friend, we had a, this couple that we've been friends with for a while. Some shit happened. We stopped being friends with them as much. I kind of reconnected with with him and it was so refreshing to and I it was hard like I had to like force myself over beers to like push this conversation and be like because it was kind of like the the elephant in the room like we're talking around it and we're just kind of doing that like casual chit chat and it was so hard for me to just like stop and be an adult and be like all right man like let's just cut the shit like what happened yeah like who did what who said what why are we why are we not friends anymore like what happened yeah and we had a really honest conversation and and I think that was really, really good. But it was so outside of my comfort zone. Probably outside of like anyone's comfort zone. And I think that you and I have done this a lot better where it's like I'm less afraid to call you out on shit now, obviously, than it was I think I've ever been with anybody. You know, like last night when you were, had attitude and you were pissed off at me about something instead of both of us just like orbiting around each other pissed off, you know, I finally was like, look, I've had a shit day too. Don't take it out. I don't know what's wrong with you, but don't take it out on me. 
Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, I'm pissed off about the way things went today. And I'm yeah. like, what are you talking about? Which is like... And we had a conversation. Outside of my comfort zone. And it's only been within the, this relationship that I've been able to do that. Yeah. Because it, I don't know, it just goes back to like, how much do you value your relationship? Whether it's like friendship or anything. Like, yeah. if you value it and it cares that much to you, then you want to have those hard conversations yeah. because you don't want it to go to shit well it's either gonna fizzle out and just end up being nothing and then you're just like left not knowing whatever happened to that person like but they then just it's stop like, showing up no matter what like if you don't talk about it regardless of the outcome regardless if you like you play like oh yeah. things are cool like if you're friends and you have a fight and then you kind of just like don't talk for a couple hours and then start like making jokes or whatever again like Things are cool now, but I'm always going to kind of resent this yeah, piece of this you right. or whatever. This thing is just always going to dwell forever because you're never addressing it. So I don't know. It's just one of those things that and it's something about being married. And I know there's people out there who don't believe in marriage. So I guess if you just are with the right person, you might have the same effect. But it's like something about being married and like realizing how serious it is. I'm like, right. I want to do the like hard shit because I just it's mean worth, that much to me, right? And I don't, I don't want to be a fucking statistic. So. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's it's still hard. Like, it's still hard to be like you did this and it pissed me off. It's so much easier to just like wander around the house and just like be pissed off, right? And not tell anyone why. Well, you tell Kyle why. Well, yeah, but that's not the same. <laughs> um, and the la- I think the last point that I wanted to get to, um, you know, as we kind of wrap up here, and this again is another, <laughs> another like ongoing thing that we've seen in this married at first sight, <laughs> which uh, lifetime throws yeah, the bone. Is. Um, is so in this one one relationship specifically, this woman is constantly seeking validation. She's constantly seeking reassurance from. Oh my god, this fucking woman! Her new husband, and every single thing that he does, she interprets as him communicating that he doesn't want to be with her anymore, and so, or that they're not the right together, that he's not attracted to her, or whatever else. I don't know where it came from, but they always. He had said in his initial profile that he was usually attracted to tall brunette women like that that was kind of like his his type and i don't i think she's a short blonde woman but she's her hair is dyed platinum right so i think i don't know if she's naturally brunette or naturally like dark blonde but regardless she is the exact opposite from being a tall brunette and so she saw his his profile and from that moment on no matter what he has said or done to to prove otherwise it's not enough and she's constantly seeking that that reassurance. And so my initial thought was like kind of empathy towards this dude where I'm like, you know what, like if she just doesn't get it, like fuck that chick, like there's nothing you can do about that. You've got to just like get on with your life because you can't spend the rest of your life being married to this person who no matter what you say or do is not going to believe you or is going to constantly be doubting your intentions or your thoughts because it it gets ridiculous where it they'll do like their uh their clip of them with their confession to their camera or whatever and it's like oh well he our waitress at dinner was a tall brunette oh yeah and he was nice to her and so i just i knew i just know we're not meant to be together it's just another it's never gonna work yeah that this isn't this isn't gonna be a a good relationship and he just kind of gets to the point where he's just like fuck this i i can't have this conversation again but something that one of the therapists on the show said and so it kind of made me change my loyalties just a little bit because he was this dude was complaining to one of the therapists on the show about, I was like, I can't have this conversation anymore. I'm tired of it. Like, if she just doesn't understand how much I love her or how much she means to me, then that's that's on her. And then the, the therapist came back with something like, well, why? Or no, it wasn't the therapist. It was the dude's friend. He's like, oh, well, yeah. Why does she still have doubts then? Like, in your mind, 
you perceive that you've said and done everything you can to make her feel loved. But if there is still doubt and there is still that insecurity, then maybe she needs something that you're not giving her. And that kind of made me like, like pause a second and be like, you know, I can kind of see her point of view a little bit better now because she needs something in order to feel love and feel secure in this relationship that he is not providing. So in all of his efforts, he is missing out on something vital that she needs. And he's getting pissed off because her needs aren't being met and she keeps coming back to the same conversation. But she's not doing a very good job telling him, hey, this is how I need, this is what I need to see from you in order to feel secure in our relationship. Well, it's... I feel like it's both of them because it shouldn't be specifically one person or the other to be like, hey, by the way, this is how I need to be loved. Like, I feel like it should be both of them sitting down and be like, all right, there's a disconnect. Yes. What do we need to do? Like, what, like, what am I doing that's making you feel so insecure or whatever? And also... We just wanted to shout out to this fucking guy's friend who had yeah. the balls to, to be call like him out on his shit. Yeah. Because it it, it definitely took him back. Yeah, he, when was, he it looked like he'd been it. hit in the face. He's like, yeah. Well, sounds to me like you're not doing your job either. Yeah. And he's like, What are you talking about? I'm doing everything. He's all obviously you're not, as she still feels this way. Yeah. And it was like, Oh. Yeah. So it's like, You just got hit with that truth bomb, bro. <laughs> We're so white. I know. The whitest ever. All right. Do you have have another point? Uh, No. Oh, yes, I do. It's not a point. It's just like an end cap, a nightcap, an ending. I don't know. I I like the nightcap. Let's leave it with a nightcap. (laughs) We should go have a nightcap. I think we should. Okay. Um, For all you listening, we need your... Your feedback for our spooky dookie. <laughs> That's actually the title of that episode. Is is this forthcoming Halloween episode? It's called the Spooky Dookie. It's about scary poop. <laughs> I didn't even think about poop when I said it. I didn't either until I thought about Green Bay's dookie. Green Day. Yes, that's what I said. You said Green Bay. I didn't. Move along. Um. We were going to do this cool episode about like spooky shit and Halloween and ghost stories and stuff. And so it would be really cool if we could like have some real life stories. Yeah. So firsthand. We, we could tell your stories on air. On air. What are we? A fucking radio show <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast. So we obviously can't do that if you don't give us any yeah. ghost stories. And they don't even have to be like ghost stories. They could be like just weird shit that's happened to you. They can be like paranormal shit that's yeah. happened to you. It can be like creepy shit that's happened to you or stuff about like Or or someone that you like know personally, like yeah. parent, sibling, or like parent. You trying to go to a real haunted house kind of stories. Ooh, I should write that down. Yeah. Even stuff that like didn't turn out to be like a real ghost or anything like that, but just some scary shit. And you can send those to us at thisismarriagepodcast at gmail.com. You could also contribute them to us in our Facebook group, This Is Marriage Support Group um, on Facebook. So That's probably like the easiest, uh-huh. just easiest find us way. There. If you're not a member of that, join that community. Because then you can see everyone it's else's awesome. scary shit. Um, not like their poop. <laughs> no poop yeah, We don't picks. want any poop pictures. Um, but yeah, so email us, go to the Facebook and, and hit us up there. We're going to try and plan this one out here, um, give you guys plenty of notice so that coming up in a couple weeks, we'll have some, some solid material for you. Um, oh shit. Wednesday night is three weeks exactly from tonight or Halloween. Huh. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. So, yeah, hit us up with those those stories. We would love to to be able to tell them on our show. Anything else, Ash, that we want to uh, remind people of or communicate to them at this juncture? Uh, no. If you ever have any uh, 
episode ideas or questions for us, feel free to yeah hit us up, preferably on Facebook or email or. We also Ash is um, on Instagram more than I am. She does the Instagram thing better than I do. I do it. And so you can find her at Wild and Ashes. Yes. Wild and Ashes. Um, that's her Instagram thing. So find her, hit her up there. And. H-M-U. Okay. Hit me up. Hit me up. Anyway, guys, this has been another episode of This Is Marriage Podcast. I'm Porter. I'm Ashley. And remember, guys, we love you. Have a great night. Bye. 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 Oh, no soul.